Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. Welcome to the Friday Habit. Another Friday of practicing your habits. Good habit habits, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Um, How you doing, Ben? I'm good. We're actually recording on a Friday this time, so I know, which is so crazy and cool. Yeah. I mean, we always totally always record on Friday. I forgot <laughs> about. Yeah. Well, hey, it's our pleasure because today we have Suzanne Mariga. And she is a CPA and financial CFO specializing in high net worth strategies for seven and eight figure entrepreneurs using the profit first system. So we are big fans of the profit first system. And as a certified profit first professional or as a PFP, as they call them, at the mastery level, she is passionate about helping entrepreneurs maximize their revenue, grow their business and save dollars through sound tax strategies. So this is all stuff that I love and that our audience is going to just gobble up because we are all looking uh, on ways that we can maximize our revenue and grow our business and save dollars through sound tax strategies. So Suzanne, welcome to the Friday Habit. Well, Mark and Ben, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Yeah. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Yeah. So let's see. I'm trying to think, Ben, when we, I read Profit First, maybe back in 20, I don't know, what to, when did it come out? Like, oh man, I don't need, I'm not, I don't remember exactly. I want to say I read it back in like 2015, maybe 2016. It feels like it was about five years ago that I started following the system, but I don't really remember. Do you exactly. know Suzanne when that book came out? You know, it's been a couple <laughs> of editions, right? It looks like Ben, you probably read the blue edition when I had the actual um, original piggy bank on the book. But yes. um, I want to say like 2014 and then 2017, maybe a relaunch of the book. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So that's when I read it. And it was one of those things where like everything that that was being said in that book like resonated with me so much and made so much sense to me. You know, it was like very like logical as like how it was laid out. And then it was interesting because then as I tried to like talk to my CPA and other like tax advisors, they're like, I don't know anything about this. And, you know, that's just not how we do things. You know, it's like, what is all these bank accounts? It's too much confusion, you know? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, but I think there's something good here, you know? And so I kind of went rogue and just did my own thing and, and implemented the Profit First system. And I have never gone a quarter without making profit, you know, and um, being able to, you know, dis- distribute um, money into savings and for the business account and, um, you know, for personally. So, uh, I think it's a, it's a great system. And I think Ben, you kind of built your business kind of on the same thing, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's been awesome. I mean, we can get more into, I'd love to maybe, you know, maybe Suzanne, you can help walk, walk our, um, listeners through it as well. Cause, um, a few of them probably are aware of it, but a lot of them probably aren't. So maybe we can walk through that at some point, uh, today, but 
yeah, that system has honestly just decreased so much stress for me and also allowed me to hand over my business to be run by someone else um, and have them running things and them have a good system to follow as well. It's very stress-free. Um, so all of that is just made taking vacations, honestly, like less stressful to, because like even things like having that quarterly bonus, it's just like, okay, cool. This is going to be awesome for like vacation money or something like that. So we can get more into it, but yeah, I would definitely say that has been a, uh, huge, uh, determining factor on the success of my business. Yeah. It's been definitely a life changer for many businesses. Um, with that, you know, it changed my, my entire business too, with using profit first. And, and I can go in a little bit as to what it is, um, for, for your audience. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, but first I think I would love a little bit to hear a little bit about who you are, like how you got into finance. Like, were you like a kid, like someday I want to like crunch numbers for a living. Like, you know, what, what's your story? You know, I don't think any of us actually end up where we thought we were at five, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I actually started working for my dad when I was 14. Um, you know, he was a CPA. He had a CPA firm in Cincinnati, Ohio. And um, and he brought me in to help with his clients bookkeeping and do some very, very light taxes. So, you know, I was always like that. What do you call the child write off? Right. You see those you go into <laughs> yeah. those restaurants and you see like the <laughs> yeah. children at the register. Um, I was that child, you know, that was answering the phone saying, hi, this is Mr. Chan's office. You know, the one that was cranking the books and things like that. And and it was a great experience because, you know, they say it takes about 10 years to become an expert at something or a master mm. at something. And I always joke, I said, yeah, when I was getting out of college, I was already a master, you know, when my my colleagues were getting started with things. But, you know, it's a great tax write-off, you know, um, for, for those of you guys who are able to employ your children. And it's a great life experience too, right? Because you're giving mm. them that gift of apprenticeship. And and although I looked down, down at my dad, I was like, oh, I'll never be an accountant. Look at me today and where I ended up at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So then did you go right out of school? Did you go to, to continue to work for your dad? Did you go work for another firm? Did you start your own thing? Like, what was that journey like? So it was interesting because I, when I went to school, I thought I was going to go to medical school. Um, hmm. I thought I was going to be a doctor and I was taking pre-med classes until I decided to take a phlebotomy class because I was that kid that was going to be a great doctor, but never volunteered at a hospital, never did any type of <laughs> medical and health practice work. So never had to like <laughs> see blood or like, you know, <laughs> I, I, bodily fluid everywhere. Exactly. And oh my gosh, after like a whole quarter of like drawing blood and, um, oh. you know, watching needles go in one vein and out the skin on the other side, I said, you know what? I might not be very good at this, you know, or like not putting the tube on to the, the catheter fast enough and watching blood shoot up. You know, I was like, oh, you no. know, I think accounting sounds yeah. more attractive. <laughs> I've had enough of this fast life. I'm ready for accounting. <laughs> Definitely people don't die in accounting. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you know, my wife, uh, is a nurse and she, you know, she's not currently practicing, but it's just funny, like how she's like, you know, she worked with me here at, at my company knapsack uh, for a while. And she's like, you know, the good thing is no matter when there's any type of emergency, like no one's going to die. Like their website might be down for a few minutes, but no one's dying. So it's actually not that bad. <laughs> Definitely helps that way with that. Yeah. So then, so then you, you decided to, to go into, into accounting and then 
How did that work? Did you, like I said, did you work for yourself or, or did you work for your dad or did you like go join like a big firm? So actually, um, I went to work for Arthur Anderson in Chicago. Okay. And, um, you so know, I, 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 well, you know, it was interesting because my dad was like, so you're going to come work for me. And I said, oh, no, I'm going to be a partner at Anderson. And um, I think most of you guys probably know how Anderson ended up. I went to the Chicago office at Arthur Anderson and, um, you know, our friendly folks here down in Houston um, kind of had some interesting things that happened with Enron. So we had those let it snow commercials of shredding paper and things like that for a while for any of you guys that are old enough to remember that. But, um, you know, I wasn't involved with the Enron case, but it did cost me my my job. Right. Because mm. literally Arthur Anderson, which was the number one firm at the time does not exist because of the Enron case. Um, I later on went to KPMG um, right afterwards. And, um, you know, and then I went to work for a publicly traded company, an insurance company um, right after that. And, um, you know, it was interesting because I ended up starting my business because, you know, actually I had no intention of starting a business, but I was literally flying every week to from Houston to Toronto because I was in charge of the Canadian operations at the time. And I was about six months pregnant. And, you know, you're not supposed to travel your third trimester. And I was like, well, I, I kind of don't look pregnant. Nobody asked me how pregnant I was. And so I was here by flying. And, and it was at the point that I couldn't even fit in the seat anymore because I was always on those jets where, you know, they have the one side where there's one person that sits and then they have the two seats on the other side. Well, I couldn't even put mm-hmm. the bar down that my, my belly was so big <laughs> and I was traveling. Oh, man. And it hit me. I said, oh, my gosh, my life is about to change. I'm about to have this little girl. I'm not going to be able to travel every single week unless she's raised by a nanny. And I'm like, literally, they didn't even have FaceTime back then. So I don't, I, you right. know, she would be talking to me over a, a dial up phone. And I was like, you know, my life is about to change. What am I going to do? And so during my maternity leave, I kept spending and spending. And I was going to all these daycares, interviewing the perfect place for my daughter. And I was like, you know what? The perfect place is with her mom. And so mm-hmm. literally two weeks before I went back, I put in my two weeks notice said, you know what, um, this is a great place to transition. I've already haven't been here for a couple months now anyway. And um, I think I'm going to do my own thing. And so we've been mm. on our own ever since. We're a Goldman Sachs 10,000, where we're profit first from the year for 2021. Um, we were featured yes. in many magazines. I am an author now um, of a book that Mike McCallitz and I actually wrote together, Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises, which if you're not a minority, it's still a great book. People tell me the tax fiction is amazing. Um, and, um, you know, it's been we've been rolling ever since. Nice. That's awesome. So I love this because it's that story of, you know, you taking that risk on yourself and then seeing the success that came from it. I think a lot of people, you are nervous to make that jump. Uh, They have a decision like that in their lives about like what would be best for their family or whatever that might look like. But then they're always just worried about like how the logistics, like, well, how's it going to work out? Like, how am I going to, you know, be able to get clients or how am I going to do X, Y, and Z? And sometimes, you know, there's benefit to not overthinking things and like just doing what you feel is right and taking that leap of faith and then, uh, you know, just getting to work and and things will kind of reveal themselves as you move forward and they'll like work out. And so here you are working things out. 
Absolutely. And, and I agree with you, Mark. I mean, those first client meetings, I literally brought my daughter and I got to a point that I was hoping that she would not throw French fries at the table uh, because that's just the kind of girl she was. Um, sweet, but get, she gets bored pretty easy. And and that's where we started. I could not afford daycare um, when she when we started. And, and by the time I had my second one, a nanny was raising him. So it really is about just getting started, doing your best and super mm-hmm. serving every client. You know, the best advice I got was, you know, get a good pair of shoes because you're going to knock on a lot of doors. Yeah, totally. Man, that must have been quite a transition because you were working at pretty big firms before that. Like, what were the things, what were the things you were scared of in making that change? Was there any things you were like, oh, that you feel like maybe there's a blind spot in your knowledge? Or were you, did you feel scared that people would think you were a failure if it didn't work out? Or like, what were some of the things going through your head when you decided to do that? So when I started my firm, I was heavily focused on the ramp up and, Hmm. um, and, and, and so constantly focusing on growth and, and, and so I didn't look around with being afraid, you know, because I was a new Hmm. mom, so there wasn't really the pressure. I think the biggest challenge was just not having childcare, you know, and, and Uh, I, you know, it was mommy problems, you know, trying to find like, you know, (laughs) who's in campus that, that might need a job that they can watch my daughter Hmm. when I go to important meetings. Um, but that was probably the biggest challenge because, you know, Hmm. I think, you know, from working with the big firms, I was able to leverage the skills that I learned there as well as some of the relationships because early on we got some pretty big government contracts early on. Mm. Um, And so we were growing, you know, contracts with our Houston public school district, our city of Houston, Chicago public schools. We were growing those kind of contracts at the same time we were growing our small business practice. So it really was about just doing your best one client at a time and, Mm. and not focusing on where things can go wrong, but just focus on, you know, how do I grow this efficiently? How do I super serve my clients? How do I um, implement the best technology in order to keep my expenses down? Hmm. Wow. Are you still um, practicing in that that firm? Is that still going now or are, have you moved on uh, from there as well? So the firm exists in, in, in a different mm-hmm. way. Now I do the fractional CFO work. Um, we actually sold the traditional accounting tax practice in November. So I always oh, tell wow. um, people, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, you're building an asset that can sell. Right. So technically I was able to retire at the age of 46 years old. I mean, can you imagine retiring what? at 46 yeah. and being able to do <laughs> wow. exactly what you love doing? And um, so so now the, the a traditional accounting and tax practice, if you're looking for bookkeeping services, Suzanne, don't do that anymore. It's been sold. Um, <laughs> but I do do the fractional CFO work. So now I mm. go into a, a bit larger companies and I um, create those systems that allow them to scale to become that multi-million you, you get to do dollar the business. Fun stuff, you yeah, know, it's exactly. like now you just get to do the stuff that you enjoy, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's fun stuff. But building an asset all along, and that's where that profit first becomes really important because hmm. when your buyers are looking to buy a business, you know, so many people go, oh, I'm focused on the revenue. It's not just mm-hmm. the revenue, right? It's the profit too, right? It's that EBITDA, mm-hmm. that earnings before mm-hmm. income taxes and depreciation amortization. So profit is important because that's going to be mm-hmm. the multiple that's going to allow you to retire with that asset when you sell it. Hmm. At what point did you kind of come across Profit First or Mike and, you know, how did that connection happen? And were you at first like, oh, Profit First, like, what's this? Like, is this really going to work with like, like real, you know, like um, typical business strategy and accounting practices? You know, what was your first impression and how did that uh, relationship start? So 
you know, it actually started, I, I have to be honest, I was a little bit selfish. You know, when I read Profit First, a friend had recommended it for me. And um, Mike swears that I was one of the early founders. I mean, um, there were people in the room. There's not, there wasn't as many people as there are now, maybe 20 um, when I started, but he swears I was one of the first people that were in the room. And um, I read that book because I ran a business like everybody else runs a business, right? We do what mm -hmm. we love. Mm -hmm. We want to make the impact in the world, right? Um, mm -hmm. We want to make sales, right? Because they always say, sell, 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 get up to seven figures. And, and profit was the last thing that I was thinking about because I said, you know, it's all about volume. That was my model. It was a volume-based model. Oh, you know, yeah, we can do your books for $200 a month, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. we can see how low we can get this tax return. You want to haggle about prices? How much is that person charging you down, down the street? And let me see if I can knock $100 off, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the reality is when you're racing against the prices, right? So when I'm looking at my price versus what Mark or, or Ben is going to charge, right? Mm -hmm. The winner is free. It's whoever can get free is going to get the client, right? That's, that's <laughs> the winner. And especially if you do government contracting, right? It's a race mm -hmm. towards the bottom. They're looking for the best value, which happens to be the lowest cost provider, right? Mm -hmm. And, and as a result of working for free, I realized that, you know, this is not going to get me where I want, right? This is, this is what this was excessive hours. It was, okay, who's the cheapest person I can afford to hire versus the best mm -hmm. person, right? Because when you're, when you've got low margins, you can't afford to hire the best. The only person that's going to work for free is you, right? The owner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, and, and it was actually so much that, you know, I remember doing a tax return for a friend and it was a, a Saturday morning and I was tired because this was like April 15th. You know, this is like the end <laughs> of the line. And and I remember standing up and suddenly my back went snap just like that. And by the way, I was doing her return for free. OK. And and I always say your body's going to give up on you before, you know, you're mentally going to be exhausted. And my body yeah. literally gave up for me. And and that's what made me look and, and just start talking to my community. Things have got to change. You know, I've got mm. all these people working for me and we're just not performing or they're not performing. And someone said, you got to read this book, Profit First. And I'm telling you, I bought that book on audio. I bought that book on paper. You know, I bought it on Kindle um, because I had to read it everywhere. Planes, trains, automobiles. I had to read this book everywhere. And it was the biggest change because, you know, I knew it was going to work. And I think maybe that's the difference with being an accountant is it's physics. You know, if I have mm. all these bank accounts and I know how much I'm getting every month and I'm putting money aside to profit first, meaning my profit first bank account is getting funded first, my owner's pay bank account is getting funded first. And then, and then the last bank account that's going to get funded or my operating expenses, then physics, you know, law of movement, the law of just moving money, it's going to work. So I knew it was going to absolutely work. And it was a major game changer because it allowed me to create a business that I could sell. It allowed me to become the first millionaire in my family. And now I can, you know, I've seen it worked on hundreds of other clients too. So it absolutely works. Do not pass on this, this system. And it's an amazing system. It will change your life. All right. We're going to pause this conversation here. Uh, go to the Friday Happy com there you can find show notes for this episode uh, there you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch at the bottom of the page you can download our guide to the friday habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business if you're not already make sure you subscribe 
Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear next week's episode, subscribe so you get notified. Uh, also, leave us a review in Apple Podcast app uh, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to potentially be on one of our episodes uh, with a question you ask us, go ahead and record a quick message in your phone, voice memo, and email it to hello at the Friday Habit.com. Until next time, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>